Hello. We are so excited that you've decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube under Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street in Burgall, North Carolina. The zip code is 28425. If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you. The enemy bring in condemnation and that stops us from going to the Father with confidence and assurity that we already have what we have asked him for. So we want to make sure that our conscience is clear in every area of our lives and not hold on to anything that would keep us from receiving what we already have. And the things that we, the thing we have to know is God has already provided us everything that we need through his son. So it's not about us. It's all about what the son done on our behalf tonight. What I want to talk about now that we know that we can go to the father, um, based upon Jesus, I want to talk about praying in the name of Jesus. And when we end prayer, we always say in the name of Jesus. And some of us may be familiar with this, but God want to bring everything together. Why pray in the name of Jesus? His name gives us access unto the Father. It is because of Jesus we have access unto the Father. It is not because of us. I want you to remember this. It is because of Jesus we have access to the Father. When we look at St. John fourteen six, it says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The only way we can get to the Father is through Jesus Christ. So when we begin to pray, we pray in Jesus' name because the Father don't see us. He sees his Son. So that should give us much joy tonight, um, knowing that um, there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. So when we come to God, we don't have to feel condemned. We don't have to feel guilty. And the reason why is because God don't see us. He sees his son and God does not put condemnation on us. So when we go to the father, we're going in Jesus name and the father is seeing him and not seeing us. Does that mean the, if the father is seeing us, we keep on doing what we're doing? No, we don't. If we know that Jesus had paid the price for sin, which sin separated us from the Father, according to Isaiah 59, 2, let's go there. It says, um, but your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. So sin separated us from the from God and Jesus was the only one that could pay the price of redemption in order for us to be able to go to the throne of grace in mercy in our time of need. We can go to that throne not because of us but because of Jesus. So no matter what you do, no matter what you say, you still have access to that throne. But the problem is, this is bringing it all together. 
when we have roadblocks in our way, when we have things in our way, which we talked about before, unforgiveness, resentment, jealousy, whatever it may be, those are called roadblocks. Those roadblocks that's in our way, they stop us from receiving what God has already given us through his son. How do they stop us? They block us. They block us from having that access that Jesus had made available for us through him, through Jesus. These, this unforgiveness, what happens is condemnation comes in. It plays a part. It, we begin to feel guilty. We begin to feel wrong. And that way we be trying to work it out ourselves. Well, God is not going to hear me because of what I did or what I said. Yes, God will hear you because it ain't based on you. It's based on his son. So when you come to him and you come to him in the name of Jesus, he's not looking at you. He's looking at his son. He's looking at that blood of Jesus that's on that mercy seat that's crying out mercy on our behalf. This is why he give us new mercy every day. So don't let the enemy stop you from going to the father even when you mess up because he's not looking at you. He's looking at his son. Y'all, that is so awesome. Because God don't see us. If we keep looking at ourselves and trying to work it out before we go to God. Well, I'm going to pray more. I'm going to fast more. I'm going to do this more. And then if I do more of this, then God will give me um, what I'm asking. No, it don't work like that. God has already given us everything we need through his son. So when you go to the father, he don't see you. He say, yes, son. We are sons of God. So when we go to him, don't go to him based on you. Don't go to him based on, I have fasted, Lord. Lord, I have done this or I have done that. That's works of the law. We don't go to him based on that. We go to him based on Jesus. This is why we are in Christ. So even before the foundations of the world, God had a plan of redemption for us. When Jesus died on that cross, we were already in him at his death. We were already in Christ when he was on that cross. He took our sins, past, present, and future sins. He took sicknesses. He took everything. The wrath of God was poured out upon Jesus. Everything that we would even think about doing, past, present, future, Jesus took it all. The wrath of God for sins was upon him, past, present, and future. That's why the Bible say, let the redeemed say so. How can you say that you are redeemed if you don't know it? Because half the time, we spend half of our time in prayer asking God to forgive us. And we should get the roadblocks out the way. We should recognize, God, I did say something, or God, I acted a fool today. But that's not going to stop you from giving me what you have already provided through your son. But the reason why I'm closing this door, because I'm not giving the enemy no more inroad in my life, but it's not going to stop me from getting what you have already provided. Some people make you feel as if, if you don't get it right, God cannot bless you. God has already blessed you outside of you through Jesus Christ. It says he has already blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Our lives are hidden in Christ. He don't see us. He see Jesus. And everything about Jesus is good. 
So quit looking at yourselves when you go to him in prayer. No matter what you did, how you did it, or when you done it, you are forgiven for it. This is why we can approach the throne now based on Jesus, not based on us. When we look back in the word of God, go to St. John 14. St. John 14, 12 through 14. I'm reading out the expanded Bible. This is Jesus talking to his disciples, his followers, his learners. Jesus was going to be with the Father. And this is what he told them. I tell you the truth. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the same things that I do. Now check this. He said, I tell you the truth. Truly, truly, I say to you, or verily, verily, I say to you, whoever believes in me, will do the same things that I do. When you have faith, believing in him is having faith in him and not in you. He said, those who believe would do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. They would do greater things because all believers, not just Jesus, will have the same Holy Spirit living in them and empowering them. This is why we do greater, because it will be more of us. It was one of him. And then it says, and you will ask, and if you ask for anything in my name, that means acknowledging that Jesus is the mediator between God and human beings. And it said, I will do it for you so that the Father's glory will be shown, that the Father might be glorified through his Son. If you ask me for anything in my name, I will do it. Remember, Jesus said, if we ask anything in his name, he will do it. But it has to line up with the will of God. This is why we went over 1 John 14. And it was talking about, um, let's go to 1 John um, 14. And I want to go back over that because sometimes we get it mixed up, um, asking according to his will. 1 John chapter I'm sorry, 1 John 5. Nope. Yes, it is. 1 John 5, beginning at verse 14. I'm sorry, 1 John 5, 14. It says, And this is the boldness, the confidence that we have in God's presence before God, that if we ask God for anything that agrees with what he wants according to his will, he hear us. So know this. When we go to the Father, in Jesus' name, it has to be lining up with the will of God, with the word of God. We do not go to God outside of his will and say in Jesus' name and think that we're going to get anything from God. And it says, if we know he hears us every time we ask him and whatever we ask, we know we have what we asked him for. So the only way we can go to the Father in Jesus' name is according to his word, according to his will. It has to line up with his word. This is why we need to know what the word is saying. So when we go to the Father, we're only bringing back to him what he's already said. So God is going to honor his word. Amen. So we see that Jesus is letting us know that the only way we can go to the Father is through him he's the way he's the truth and he is the life y'all the more i get into this teaching 
on prayer and going back through it, it makes me feel so good because it helps me to understand that when I go to my father, he does not see me. You know, he don't look at me. He looks at his son. So I know without a shadow of a doubt, no matter how I go to him, he don't see me. He sees his son, but I have to have enough faith in his son to know it ain't about me. It's all about what his son done on my behalf. So I already know I have what I have. Um, I already know I have what I'm asking the father for before I go to him. Y'all, that's awesome. So the more we think that way, condemnation won't come at us. We won't feel condemned or guilty because we know that God is greater than our hearts. He's greater than our conscience. Even when we um, get, um, feel guilty and wrong, we can still have peace because God knows everything. He knows what's going on. He knows our hearts. He's greater than our consciences. He's greater than all of that. God does not condemn. If anybody tell you that God is condemning you, that is a lie from the pit of hell. How do we know that he don't condemn? We went over this again before. Jesus said he did not come into the world to condemn the world. He came into the world to save, to seek and save those that are lost. So when you're ministering to people, you do not beat them over the head with what they've done. It's proven in St. John 8. Remember, they put that lady before Jesus that had committed adultery and they want to stone her to death. Jesus said, he who have not sinned, let him cast the first stone. So even in Bible study tonight, we just need to open our hands and release every stone that we want to throw at somebody based on what they did or based on what they said. Because Jesus asked her, woman, where is thou accusers? She said, they're not here. He said, neither do I condemn thee. He didn't come to condemn. He came to show the love of God. And that's what we're supposed to show. In every given situation, we're supposed to show the love of God. But he left this woman with this. Go and sin no more. So just because God has given us his grace, his mercy, his loving kindness, that does not mean that we throw out the grace card all the time and say, I have a right to keep messing up. No, if Jesus paid the price for past, present, and future sins, yes, we do fall into some things that are not right. This is why we have the Holy Spirit to convict us of righteousness, our right standing with him, and then we get back in line with the will of God and the way of God. So we see that Jesus said that whatever we ask in his name, um, the Father would give it to us. But this is a scripture here. I want to go over this one tonight, and I want to use the illustration. St. John 15, 1 through 8. Remember, he said, whatever we ask in his name, he will give it to us. But it got to be according to his will. St. John 15, verse 1 through 8. Expanded Bible. I am the true vine. My father is the gardener, the farmer, the vine dresser. He cuts off or takes away every branch of mine that does not produce fruit, whose lives bear no indication of a relationship with Christ. So we know that's a person that's not born again. They cannot be a part of what? That vine. Because they don't have a relationship with Christ. 
And, and he trims and cleans and prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it would produce even more fruit. That's what I was talking about, blockers in your life. When you have some blockers in your life, and those blockers are stopping you from producing fruit, from bringing forth fruit, those need to be cut off. How are they cut off? Through the word of God. The Holy Spirit will show you those blockers that's keeping you from producing much fruit. When you look at a tree, and I know Jennifer's familiar with this, you got to cut that stuff off that's keeping that tree from growing to the fullest. When you cut it off, you get to see what? More fruit. But if you leave those dead branches up there, it's stopping the fruit from coming forth the way it needs to come forth. When you see... Um, Bless Najina's heart. She'll take those crepe myrtles and she'll trim those crepe myrtles around the church. And as she trim them, later on, we'll see what, Najina? Growth coming back because she pruned those trees. So, so those trees could grow to their fullest. So when we have things in our lives that's stopping us from producing the fruit that need to be produced through us, like we have the fruit of the Spirit. Some of us may stop love from coming forth because we have ill will, we have resentment, we have hurt, we have anger. So when the Holy Spirit show us these things that represent darkness, he'll say, you got to get rid of this. How do I get rid of it? Through the word of God. He said, be angry, sin not. He said, love those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. I have come to mend your broken heart. I have come to bind up all of your wounds. So the word of God is going to take and it's going to prune you so that love can keep growing and growing and growing and growing. And the more you get pruned, don't get upset when God is pruning you in an area. Just give God glory. Say, God, I thank you for the pruning because there's going to be much fruit, even from that hiccup even from that mess up it's going to be much fruit that's going to be produced in my life because I'm allowing you to prone me so he say he trims and cleans every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce even more fruit you have already you are already clean or pruned because of the words I have spoken to you the more words you have the more words you allow to take root in you that's going to let people know you've been prone. See, when we have situations in our lives and we don't go to the word to take care of those situations, we're walking in darkness even though we're born again. People are seeing the same area in your life just a different day. But the more you take that word and that word begin to clean you, people knowing that you've been with the Father. People knowing that you're showing now the nature of the Father. You're not showing the, the kingdom of darkness. You're showing light. They're seeing the light that's coming through you. They're seeing the glory of God being revealed. Everybody know in this room areas in your life that need to be prone. But sometimes we don't want to mess with that because it hurts. Some of us take stuff and we sweep it under the rug and we leave it there because we don't want to deal with that hurt right now. It's too much to bear. 
But what it's doing is stopping you from producing the fruit, from bringing forth what God wants you to bring forth. He wants his fruit to be seen in you, the love, the joy, the peace, the long-suffering. What is it? The gentleness, the meekness, the faithfulness. He wants those nine fruit to be seen. And when those fruit are being seen, people know the kingdom that you are part of, the kingdom of light and not of darkness. But if they keep seeing animosity, if they keep seeing unforgiveness, if they keep seeing strife, if they keep seeing anger, you're producing from darkness and not from light. They already know what kingdom you're serving. So that's why we have to ask the Holy Spirit, check me. If I need to be prone, I want to be prone. I want the word to clean me. I want the word to wash me. So that's the time, the times that We need to be alone with God to say, search me. Because when we get so busy with everything we're doing, we're going to blame somebody else. If we spend more time blaming everybody else and not seeing ourselves, that's going to tell us where we are. But if we take the time and say, God, whoa, that's me. But God, I'm not going to feel guilty about it. I'm not going to feel wrong about it because Jesus already paid the price. I just don't want it in my life because it's stopping me from bringing forth the fruit that I need to bring forth to represent you and not represent the enemy. And then it says, remain in me and I will remain in you. A branch cannot produce fruit alone, but must remain abide in the vine. Y'all get that, right? A branch cannot produce fruit unless it abide in the vine. If you cut that branch off from that vine, it's going to die. It's going to wither up and die because it needs the nourishment from that vine. He said, in the same way, you cannot produce fruit alone, but must remain abide in me. The more we remain and the more we abide in him, we're going to produce fruit. That's what comes with abiding in him, remaining in him. When you are born again, what it means to abide and remain in him, that means to trust and rely on him for everything that you need. You're not relying on yourself. You're relying on God. I'm going to do an exercise. Um, Teresa, come up here for a second. And I need for you just to face forward. Just face forward. I'm going to do an exercise. You turn forward. Um, Take your hand and cover your eyes for me. Go a little bit further up. Mr. Bryant, come in for a minute. Okay, I'm going to do an exercise. Teresa, you stay where you are with your hands over your eyes. And I want to ask you a question, Teresa. Do you trust me? Do you really trust me? Keep your hands over your eyes. You really trust me, Teresa. For real. Sit down. Why did you sit? Did you feel like it was a chair behind you? Thank you, Teresa. And let me give y'all an illustration. That's how we're supposed to trust God. That's faith. 
That's having faith in him and not leaning on our own insight. We're trusting him that much to know no matter how I mess up, because I'm abiding in him. I'm putting my trust in him and my reliance in him, and I'm not going to let go of him. Even though I messed up, I'm not going to let go of him because it's in him I move, in him I live, in him I have my being. So everything that belonged to me is coming to me through him and not through my mess up. So I'm not letting go of him. I'm still going to abide in him no matter what. That's abiding. That's relying in him and trusting him. Manny, you and Quanta come up. I got another illustration. Up here. You and Kwame. Okay, Kwana, you stand where, come up a little bit. You come to the altar, Manny. Turn that way, Kwana. Now, you face that way, Manny. Go up a little bit closer. Okay, Kwana. Go up a little bit closer, Manny. Fall back. Why did you fall back? Thank you. You see how quick. Why did you know he was going to catch you? You really trust him. Thank you. Is that good or not? Jennifer, come up. Simpson. Okay, stand right there and turn that way. And put your hand over your eyes. Fall back. Fall back. (laughs) Did you have a little bit of hesitation? Did you have a little bit of hesitation? Why? Thank you. Have a seat. Okay. Now, do you see what I'm saying? She hesitated because she didn't know who was behind her. The word says he will never leave us, nor shall he forsake us. He will be with us even until what? So no matter where we go, we can lean, we can depend, we can trust, we can abide in him because he gave us a promise. But the problem is we really don't trust him the way we need to. So we let go of him and we try to fix it ourselves, and we're walking around like dead men and women of God. Because we're trusting more in the natural Then we are in the supernatural, so we're really not believing. He said, whatsoever you ask in my name, I will do it, right? But it comes through having faith in that name. If you don't have faith in that name, you cannot get what that name has provided. You got to fully trust that he is who he say he is without faith. 
It's impossible to please him. Those that come to him must believe that he is a rewarder of those who delicately seek him. So let's see what he's saying. In the same way, you cannot produce fruit alone, but must remain abide in me. I am the vine, verse 5, and you are the branches. If any remain, abide in me, and I remain, abide in them, they produce much fruit. You cannot produce fruit if you're not leaning, dependent, and abiding in him. But without, apart from me, they can do nothing. If any do not remain, abide in me, they're like a branch that is thrown away and then dies, withers, dries up. People pick up, gather together dead branches, throw them into the fire, and burn them. If you remain, abide in me, and follow my teachings. My words abide, remain in you. You can ask anything you want, and it will be given to, be done for you, come to you. You should produce much fruit and show that you are my followers, disciples, which brings glory to And glorifies my father. The key is relying on him more than we rely on ourselves. When we know what Jesus has done on our behalf, we should know that it is because of him that we can go to the father. And if we're asking according to the word of God, according to the will of God, we know we already have it before we ask. So we don't have a problem going to him, our Abba father and saying, thank you father for blessing me. I'm already blessed. Thank you father for healing me. I'm already healed outside of me. Thank you father For delivering me. I'm already delivered. Come on. This is why we go to him and thank him for it. Because we know we already have it. When we spend most of our time worried about if God's going to give it to us. We're not abiding. Because we're relying more on ourselves. If we spend most of our time trying to figure out ways to make money. Instead of giving God glory for what he's already provided. That means we let go of the vine. We're trying to do it our way and not his way. See, this is why we go into the word of God and know what we have. Now that we're in Christ Jesus, we're saying, this is already mine. I don't have to work for it. I don't have to try to earn it. I don't have to pray my way um, through it to get it. Only thing I know, that is mine. That belongs to me. And I'm going to give God glory for what I have. I'm not going to say, maybe one day I'll get it. It's mine now. So you have to abide and you have to remain in him. To abide and remain in him is to get your mind off of you. Feeling like this is what you got to do to get it from the father. Jesus has given us everything we need. God has given us everything we need through his son. So the only thing we have to do is say, Lord, I thank you for what I have. And the only reason why we go to God 
in prayer is we're communicating with God and we're knowing that he is a loving father and we knowing that we can come to him and ask and we shall receive, we can seek, we shall find, we can knock and the door has already been open unto us because we can go before his throne of grace to find mercy in our time of need because the blood is being shed. It's, it's on that mercy seat crying out to the father, interceding to the father on our behalf. But But if we're trying to work it out, we're saying Jesus didn't die and already done the finished work. So if it's something that you've been trying to work out for years and it's not working, it's because you're doing it and not recognizing that he's divine. You're the branch and everything you need come from him. So if you rely and depend on him, guess what? You got life and you got it more abundantly. Everything you need is in him. He's divine. We're the branch, and we're supposed to depend on him. Second Corinthians 5.21, we know this one. God made Christ the one who has no sin or never sinned, did not know sin, to become sin for us so that in Christ we could become right with God. We can become the righteousness of God. So when you go before the Father, you got to know that you already in right standing with him outside of you. Outside of your mess ups, you still in right standing with him because of Jesus, not because of you. We um, spend too much time trying to get something we already got. We spend too much time asking God, when God, where God, why God. You already have it. We need to cut that out. We already need to see ourselves with what God has already provided through his son. Just like these illustrations. Quana just fell. She said, I know my brother was going to catch me. And if he didn't, it's going to be on and popping. <laughs> but Jennifer... she I didn't call Tyson, so she didn't know who was behind her. She, she fell, but she was like... Don't we do it? We do it when it comes to God. God, I want to trust you, but the bill is due. So we start shaking. I want it. But okay, God, I'm going to trust you. But let me call this one right here. If they say they got it, I know it's you. No, when we're trusting God, we can put total rest in God. That means that we're seated with Jesus. That means being seated means I'm at rest. I don't have to work for nothing because it's already been given to me. I'll say this. I'm a spall brat when it comes to the kingdom of God. Yeah, I admit it. I'm a spall brat. Everything I need, my daddy has already provided. Ain't nothing I need that my daddy hadn't already given me. I am so rich in mercy. I'm so rich in loving kind. Everything I need, I'm a spall brat, y'all. My daddy done given me everything. That's how we're supposed to see it. Um, we should walk like we spoiled brats. Oh, ain't no problem. My daddy on a cattle's on a what? Thousand of ain't no problem. There ain't no problem. My daddy got it. He already done give, given it to me. And that's how we should see ourselves. I'm a spoiled brat in the kingdom of God. People hate you for that. But it's okay. So y'all need to call yourself spoiled brats. Yeah, I'm a small brat, and I'm proud of it. Because the way has already been made for me. I even mess up, and I still got it from my daddy. Come on, I'm a small brat. Daddy don't never say no to me because of my brother. He never say no to me. 
I messed up, but my brother didn't. It wasn't no sin in my brother, so I get everything my brother get and don't have to do nothing but rest. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that good? My brother took everything on my behalf. Come on, y'all. That's how we need to see it. Y'all need to talk about your brother. My brother took all my sins. My sneaking out. My messing up. My cussing. He took all my sins. And I can still go to my father because of my brother. And I can get everything that has been provided. Y'all, it was because of my brother that I'm here today. If we look at it like that. And we talk to people that way. If we begin to talk to people about our... Let me tell you about my brother today. My brother did all this for me. I lied. I cheated. I did some things that I don't even want to talk about. And my brother took all that on him. So I can still have access to my daddy. My brother did that for me. Do, Do your brother do you that way? People look at you and say... No, my brother probably would knock me out. No, he love on me. My brother love on me. He said, I love you so much. No matter what you do, I got you covered. Ooh. For real? For real. He got me covered. He even slipped me some money every now and then. Even when I'm in debt and I spend my money crazy. He even stored it up for me. So when I get down and out, I still got... A storehouse full of everything I need. If y'all go witness to people that way, they want that same brother you got. Y'all know people want what you got, right? You just got to know how to minister it to them. So this is what Jesus, God did for us. He gave his son. And do y'all know the good thing about this? My daddy whooped my brother to death on my behalf. He whooped him so bad. His wrath came on him so bad. You didn't even know it was my brother. But my brother took all them whoopings from me. Mm. And didn't open his mouth and knew I was wrong. He knew I was tore up. But he still took all that from me. Now I call that love. And that's what Jesus did. So we could have access to the Father. He took all that. So what's stopping you from going to your Father? From going to your Heavenly Father tonight? Are you been fasting for 30 days? <laughs> have you been on your knees snotting? Thinking your crying going to help you get something from God? And he's already given it to you. Acts 3.16 says. It was faith in the name of Jesus that made this crippled man well. You can see this man and you know him. He was made completely well because of the trust. Faith in Jesus. The name of Jesus. And you all saw it happen in front of you all. See when we have faith in that name. When we rely and trust in that name, that's when we see miracles. That's when we see things coming forth like never before. That we have the right to use that name. We know in the name of Jesus. 
Everything has to bow down. Why? Because he's above every name. So you can go to the Father even when you mess up. Those mess ups, you acknowledge them. But that don't stop the Father for doing what he's already promised. Because he don't see you. He see his son. So the more you get to know what the son has, that's what you have. We are an heir of God and we are joint heir with Jesus Christ. We are one in him. Amen. Everything he has, we have. So don't stop going to your father based on you. You go to your father based on Jesus. Your faith is in him and not in yourself. And you have to say, oh, I won't be denied. Because Jesus paid the price. So let's get rid of the guilt and the condemnation. Let's go into the word and know what the word is saying to us. And let's do what God has called us to do. Amen. This is not giving you a license to sin. It's just letting you know, quit looking at yourself and look to Jesus who's the author and finisher of your faith and know that everything that you need God has already provided through Jesus that's why we say in the name of Jesus because that name is above every name amen amen do anybody want to have have to have anything to say dealing with this teaching come on up Jennifer well first Jennifer hold up for a minute let me get a little man right there Come on, little man. He wanted to say something last week. There you go. I learned that we always need to respect the words of God and make sure that we should always respect him and make sure that we always have his will instead of our own will. His will is more important than ours. He doesn't look at us. He looks at Jesus. And he always makes sure that we do our best and try our best. Thank you, baby. Job well done. Even little children know him. Now, you know I'm going to call y'all up after that. <laughs> uh-uh, I'm going to call y'all up after that. This is, uh, this is I'm bragging on my daddy. And, you know, just like what you said, it's like, oh, the other thing was, we ain't got to go looking for him. God, I would, I, man, I need Jesus, but I don't know where. I've called everywhere. We ain't got to do that. He's always with us. So Sunday afternoon, I was trying to remember what day it was. It was Sunday afternoon, wasn't with the storm. Mm-hmm. And so I went on to the house, and I'm sitting there, and the phone goes off, and they're talking about that cell that's turning, and, um, and it's like right there on I-40, on 53, right there at Murraytown Road. And I said, mm-mm. I curse you in the name of Jesus. I command you to dissipate right now. It wasn't, it wasn't two minutes went by because I had turned the TV over. The lady goes, it's starting to break up now. I said, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Because we have authority. In that name. Amen. God, and even on last night, yeah. Um, this is one of my crazy things, y'all, that I do. But God is so good. So my lawnmower won't crank, right? And um, so I'm like, I'm tired of waiting on the guy. I couldn't get up with the guy to come look at it. And I said, well, I'm going to load that thing up. So I hooked the trailer up and got the ramps. And it is, man, it, I just cannot get it to move onto the ramp. 
I said, well, it's because it's in the grass. So I pulled the thing up on the rock, put the ramps up there, and I'm pushing. And as I'm pushing, because it's wet, the mud, my feet be like, woo, like that. So I'm like, all right, Daddy, come on. I said, come on now, get angels. And everything, he just showed me step by step. And it's a big, it's a good size lawnmower. And, um, but anyway, he showed me how to lay the boards down because I was like, God, I don't want to have to call. And I knew we had a, a Zoom meeting. And I said, well, I'm either I have to call Mitch because he's close by, so I'm going to have to call Pastor James. Somebody come help me push this thing up on this trailer, right? But God gave me everything to do, how to lay the boards down, got it up level with the thing. And then I said, okay, got it up so far, and I didn't have enough strength. And I'm standing there looking at it, and I'm, all right, angel, show me how to do this thing. And I'm looking at it, and on the back of the lawnmower, you know, you got that little place where you could put a hitch ball. And on the front of the golf cart, I'm looking, and I'm like, there's a little flat metal spot right there. Had me old axe handle. I took that axe handle and laid it down there between the two and got in the golf cart. Pushed it right up on the trailer. I said, God, I thank you. So I was able to take the thing. Because I hadn't been had a lawnmower to work for, it's probably been three or four weeks now. And, you know, I don't want it to get all jungle look, already look like Jumanji in some of them places. But I say, God is so good that he showed me how to do that. And the angels helped me get it up there without having to stop somebody. I'm not that I know, I mean, I know that they would do it. I know that any, any of these guys would do it. But I didn't want to have to call them and stop what they're doing to come to my house. And look what God did. You know why he did it? Because he knew Jennifer would not leave it alone. <laughs> well, That's had, why he I did it. I had figured out I was where I was going to push it out of the way if I could get it up there. <laughs> Y'all pray for Jennifer tonight. Little man, come up here and pray for Jennifer for me. <laughs> come on, little man. I'm serious. But my daddy's so faithful. Come on, come on, lay hands on and just, just pray. Let the Lord use you. <laughs> Can you give him the mic, Jennifer? Just pray for a little man. Pray. This is the craziest day ever. <laughs> he, will, he will always keep you in your hands and always keep you safe and make sure you, he, that you will always find the way in Jesus' name of Christ. And then he will always make sure that you have the book of God and make sure that he will always make sure that one angel will always be in your heart and you will always have your soul and your faith. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Do anyone else have anything? Come on, Quana. Um, I just want to say that I really enjoyed the teaching, and as you was teaching us. You know, it was so exciting, and, and the first thing came to me was, like, easy read translation. You know how we can read different translations, and you just be so lit up? You can know it, but whenever it's broke down or whenever you research and you look in the Greek and Hebrew, and it just enlightens you and excites you. That's how it was tonight. It was like an easy read translation, and it was really, really good. Amen. Anyone else? Come on, Manny. All right, little man, they ain't going to let you outdo them tonight. They bringing it on. (laughs) 
All right now. All right now. Um, I would just, uh, this is scripture was ringing in my spirit when you was teaching on it. And it was uh, from Hebrews. It says, um, if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean, it sanctifies to the purifying of the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ, Amen. who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to Amen. God, purge your conscience from dead works Amen. to serve the living God. So like, just like in the Old Testament, they had to bring the, the bulls and the goats, the blood, and, uh, you know, be sprinkled. And God accepted them in his presence because of this animal's blood, which was a Amen. type of Jesus Christ. So he was saying, how much more now that my son shed his blood, he was a perfect lamb without spot or blemish. Like, it should purge our conscience Amen. from having to do any dead works to come before our Father. Amen. We should come in boldly because of, because of his blood. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Anyone else? Speak now, forever hold your peace. Jennifer, say I'm coming again. Come on, Nate, Gina. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. Man, that thing was awful. Amen. That was a big building block for me. Come on there, Gina. The first one uh, this morning, like 821, I received this text from my cousin, and it said, never speak from a place of hate, jealousy, angry, or insecurity. Evaluate your words before you let them leave your lips. Sometimes it's best to be quiet. And say, um, I received this. God is working with me in this area. Seek and tired of being stuck. And then I said, Good morning, beautiful. Didn't say nothing. <laughs> and I said, the spirit knew I needed to hear this. She didn't say nothing. I said, I can't pass from glory to glory if I keep flunking the same old test. And at 12.33, this four whole hours, I say, hey, girlfriend, did I say something to make you send that text to me? I said, because if I did, let me know so I can make it right. Then she answered back and said, girl, no. I'm having lunch with some, someone. I will call you afterwards. And I said, okay, have fun. I, I never paid attention for a while because I really felt good about what I was saying. I'm stuck. I don't want to be stuck passing, flunking the same old test because one thing I feel that I know is I'm going to see that thing again, so I might as well get it right. And when you get tired of bumping that head round and round and round, you'll get unstuck. So when I came the other day from church Sunday from the back of that building, coming forward to God to be unstuck, that's the first thing I thought about when she said something about talking about let your, let your lips, because, honey, I'm saying sometimes I can have some loose lips and sink some ships and everything else. <laughs> hey, I'm really serious. Um, the next thing I wanted to say is I had a family member in bondage, 
really, really dear to my heart. And they have stuck themselves out there way in some mess that certainly should not have been in. And, oh, shoot, that's my prayer clock. I'm sorry. I have 8 o'clock prayer every night. And they, uh, I said to this person, uh, you can still go to the Father. I know this person is born again, but guess what? Because it is so much this person keeps sticking itself in that Maury clay, they didn't want to hear or anything I was saying. So I continue to say what Pastor was telling us the other day. We can go through the Father by right standards through Jesus. But the Father doesn't see us in what we do. He sees Jesus. I'm not going to go up in there like y'all people be going up in the church, uh, going up in there, and you just go. You keep on going. I'm not going. I say you can't get yourself right. You need to go to Jesus. Well, I tell you what. Y'all keep on doing what y'all do. I'm doing what I do. I say, well, I tell you what. I'm going to get you some of Apostle Amanda's tapes. You're going to have to listen to this teaching because if you don't listen to me, I know one thing for certain, two things for sure. One plants, one waters, and God comes and gives the increase. Amen. 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 Anyone else? Come on, Ryan. Amen. Amen. God know what you need before you leave out, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. To God be the glory. Amen. Is there anyone else? stuck um because this is that's just been me for a very long time and i just thank him for the word that he gave you and my ability to see his hand or the power of god in my life over the last like week or two um even with sunday with you you know with with jesus kind of making me get out of the way me because as i have explained before you know i'm always used to work trying to work something out work something out and like Sunday, he pushed me out of my comfort zone. I would have never stood in front of a church to try to do anything that I hadn't rehearsed. Um, but it just all tied into what he's doing, you know, for me and in my life. And just the word that he's given, it just, I, I was telling somebody earlier today, it just reminds me of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they went through the fire as I have been going and then to come out and not touch. So I just thank God for the word that he has given me and I, I mean, sending through you. Um, I, and I just want him to continue to refine me and my heart. And I just, I just want to give thanks and give praise uh, for the word that he has been given. Amen. Yeah. God be the glory. And I want to say, the Holy Spirit help you with that dance. Because it's in you. 
Yeah. And you got to allow what God has put in you to come out of you so he can be glorified, not Tiffany. Mm-hmm. It's about him and it's not about you. So more you get up there and you dance before the Lord, that's when more deliverance is going to come. Amen. 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 Come on, Tyson. Now we getting more on this side than we getting on this side. <laughs> just want to say it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Give God all the glory. I was just sitting up here as we was um, doing Bible study tonight, and um, she went to John 15, and it said that I am the true vine, and my father's the husband. It just reminded me that Jesus, you know, he, he came down, and he, he was an example for us. He came down in the flesh, and he went through all of our sins and he went through everything that that <laughs> he went through death he he's he's showed us the way mm-hmm. and and right here on on uh you know two he said to every branch um uh, in me that breed uh, that bears not fruit you know he was saying that um uh, he'll take it away you know i do uh uh lawn service too and one of the worst trees that you can find is a, is like a weeping willow and a crepe myrtle. And what I noticed about them is they, they will grow. And, uh, and when you get in people's yards, if you touch them, you know, with the weed eater or anything, it, twine, it gets in the weed eater. It gets into everything. Um, and even if the wind blows, uh, some of the trees, and just like she was talking about with the tornado or hurricane, um, people don't understand if the, the trees grow out real long and a tornado come, your tree will uproot, it'll move, it'll fall in your house, on the light lines, it'll do anything. But really we're supposed to prune them. And if you prune them, the wind can blow through them the rain will blow through they'll never move. They'll stay right there. And they're less likely to, to move. And, you know, right here, God is telling us that, you know, that we should, you know, if we're not, uh, if we're not, you know, bearing fruit, that, that you know, um, like he, like he had, uh, you know, to keep his commandments and abide in love as he did for the Father, um, you know, we have to do the same thing as he, he did. And if we don't prune ourselves by going in the word of God and, and getting all of the old stuff mm-hmm. out and coming in with what he wants and how he wants it, um, he can't use us. Mm-hmm. We, we'll be uprooted. The enemy will grab hold to us. We'll get stubborn. We'll get, and, and all of the stuff that pastor's talking about, you know, stubborn, you know. And so we continue to prune ourselves in the word of God. And as he said, you know, that that God is, a, is, our, is his husband, you know, we, we are married to Christ when we get saved. And we got to remember that being saved it is not just about us and how we feel and how we think, you know, we, we are married to God. 
And we, we have to obey and, and abide in the love of Christ. Amen. 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 To God be the glory. At this time, I know it's after 8, we're going to ask um, Deacon Newton to come up. And we're going to go ahead and do our offering and we're going to close out. Quanah. Wasn't that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.